Loves, a podcast from the Ontario Library Association. I'm your host, Michelle Arbuckle. Now, I don't think I'm alone here in saying that when a new technology comes out, particularly an online community, I start to get a little itchy. Sagittarius features pretty strong in my natal chart, so lifelong learning isn't the issue here. I love to learn new things. I mean, just over the course of this pandemic, I taught myself to play the ukulele, how to apply fake eyelashes, taking some creative writing courses, brushing up on Spanish, you get the point. And this podcast, learning how to produce, record, and edit a podcast has required me to learn a whole host of new tools. But there's just something about learning and engaging in new online communities that makes me itchy. I'm really uncomfortable with not knowing what I don't know. There comes a point though, particularly in library land, where a platform is picked up usually by youth culture, and then is quickly adopted by libraries. And that is the thing that we're talking about today. One of those tools is Discord. You might have heard about Discord already. If you're not familiar with it, or if you just started to feel an itch of your own, don't worry, we've got you. Today, I'm happy to bring you the wisdom and experience of Brady Williamson and Matt Wagner, Senior Client Experience Associates from Pickering Public Library. And they're going to take us through their top five reasons to use Discord in your library. So take a breath. I believe in you. We're going to do this together. And after the break, I'll be back with Brady and Matt. Welcome to Libraryland Loves, Brady and Matt. Thanks. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. I'm happy that you're here. I heard you both speak a few weeks ago at the community-led libraries event where you were talking about how to use Discord uh, for teen programming, and it was a, a great talk. I don't know how many people out there ch uh, got a chance to catch it, but I've just had this feeling now for, I mean, how long have we been dealing in the land of Discord? A couple months? Years? Uh, um, getting, getting on towards a year. For yes, us. Okay. about that yeah. point, yeah. Okay. Um, but every time I hear about it, I kind of just turn a blind eye. Like, I don't need to know this. This is outside of my purview. But the way you all talked about it and how you're using it with teens, I thought was really interesting. And likely there's lots of others out there that are trying to do the same. So why don't we start just by you telling us what the heck it is we're talking about? What is Discord? Yeah, sure. Um, Discord is, uh, to try to put it in one sentence, it's a, it's a communications platform. Um, and it's a communications platform that lets you carry out a whole host of different kinds of communication. So voice communication, text, image, you can share files. Um, it's, it's, it, it grew out of gamer culture and it's just a, a place to collaborate. So you can stream uh, if you want to stream your screen, if you're playing a game or something, that was a big part of it. That still is a big part of it. Uh, but it just it just has so many options for ways people can communicate and collaborate. Okay. Sounds great. So we're talking today about the five reasons to use Discord in your library. Now, just tell me, have you ranked this list? Is there like an ultimate top reason to use or are we just throwing five out? Um, I think it's in no particular order, this okay. one. All right. Sounds great. All right. Well, why don't we start with number one then? Yeah. So the first one we uh, we thought of was uh, that Discord offers a variety of different collaboration spaces um, mm -hmm. when you're looking to, you know, interact with your clients and have your clients interact with each other. Um, so as I mentioned, there's the different kinds of channels. Um, and basically, to zoom out just a little, when you create your uh, Discord server, uh, then nested within it are these different channels. Um, and so they can be voice channels, they can be text channels, um, and you can create as many or as few as you want. 
So if you're looking for something like, say, a meeting or a, a, a anything like that with, a, say, a teen advisory group, um, mm -hmm. you would create a voice channel. Um, and, and that offers a good way for you to talk and go through the meeting, much like you would in person. Right. Um, if you're looking for something that's maybe a little easier, a little more low key, um, or a little more permanent, uh, you can have a text channel. Um, and so you can have people just talking back and forth all by text, um, adding in memes and whatnot. Um, and that's nice because it is there afterwards, right? So mm -hmm. if you're looking for an asynchronous collaboration as it were so if you're looking for um a place for our teen advisory group to work on projects so they're planning like a an arg game for the summer mm -hmm. um that's a good way to do that because they're not all going to be online at the same time so right. if everybody's there at the same time you want a voice channel mm -hmm. um if everybody's sort of popping in and out at odd hours whenever they want to uh, a text channel uh, is really cool. And, you know, you get in, added in there, you get memes and images and all sorts of things mixed in. Um, and it, you know, you can have sort of different, different types of channels, different types of spaces um, with different people involved uh, for different purposes. So I'm familiar with the, the term channel because of, I use Slack a lot um, for work with various committees and whatnot. So I'm assuming it's kind of the same vibe. And I guess for someone who's not familiar with Slack, it's almost like different pages on a website. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. It is very similar to Slack for sure. Yeah. Uh, an another good way to word it too is kind of thinking of it as like individual chat rooms as well. So mm -hmm. um, they're all yeah. listed either by, so there's a pound symbol um, beside the text one. So you can be in one text channel one time, one voice channel. So you'll click on the uh, text one and it'll bring up the entire wall of text. Think of similar to like a forum page in that sense. Uh, and then you'll have the voice channel, which again, you'll click on the one beside the little speaker icon and then it'll be brought into and you'll connect to anyone else in that same um, voice chat essentially. Right, gotcha. So that's that one is interesting me, the voice channel. So is that literally like um, you know, speaking from the olden days, is that like joining a party line where you go in and everyone's just on the phone at the same time kind of thing? Precisely right. Yeah, exactly. Precisely right. Fascinating. And the kids are into this, this audio channel. Yeah. Well, not when you say party line, but as long as you don't say party line, they like it. <laughs> I don't know. I bet party line's going to come back. <laughs> Everything's cyclical. <laughs> Well, that's great. And so they're using it in, the, in all of these ways asynchronously, but they're also coming in and, and collaborating in real time in there. Exactly. And it's, it's sort of malleable. Like within your server, you can, you can add and remove these at will, right? Mm. So we have permanent channels that are like our, our teen advisory group business, our uh, general business, our announcements of programs and stuff. But then uh, recently we had sort of an escape room type program and we mm. needed to make a bunch of collaboration spaces fast. Uh, and so then it's very similar to... You know, like you'd use uh, maybe Zoom breakout rooms is something people use all the time. Uh, and it's very similar. You can create very quickly. We created four different program rooms mm -hmm. within a minute and we can assign and move people between them very, very easily. So it's very similar to Slack in that way that you have control over who can see a room or who can access different rooms or different channels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that okay. that that flows into our second one very nicely. <laughs> if you want me to right, launch here we into go. there. All right. Too strap in so um discord offers a lot of really good safety uh, and security tools um and so part of that what you just mentioned is uh the roles so we assign everyone in our server when they come into the server they have to agree to some rules um mm -hmm. and then after they've 
read the rules, agreed, uh, we, we assign them a role. And depending on what that role is, that means they can access different channels. So obviously we have an admin role that's just for library staff and they can access everything and control everything. But then we have our teen advisory group role, uh, which can access most things um, and can make some changes. Then we have just sort of a general um, uh, uh, server member role, which is for people who come in for a program or something uh, and need to be able to get into uh, the program channel. Um, so you can sort, and these are just the roles we created. So you can create all sorts of different roles um, and that so helps you sort of control who can see what, who can mess with what, who can uh, type in what text chat, talk in what voice chat, and who can even see what channels. So that's really robust in, in terms of that. Um, we also have uh, a lot of filters and bots set up, and I'm going to let Matt talk a little bit about that because he's the master there for safety <laughs> and security. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so one of the big things with an online platform like this is, yeah, like Brady said, the safety and security of the users. Uh, you see it time and time again. There's definitely compilations on YouTube of people Zoom bombing and things of that nature, which mm -hmm. is unfortunate, but it does happen. Um, so we've had our service set up so that it auto moderates as best as it can, because not everyone's obviously on the clock 24 seven. And since it's a 24 seven live product, um, we want to make sure there's as much protection as possible. Uh, one way we do this is by using bots. Uh, these are third party softwares that you can register for on your web browser. They're integrated fully into discord. So they're all partnerships, all the verified ones. So there's no, no safety issues, uh, from an IT standpoint there. But they kind of are online 24-7. You can customize them to look out for certain words that might get posted. So if you want to put in a custom profanity filter, you know, like some people use uh, letters, <laughs> I mean, numbers instead of letters to try to bypass those. You can get around them very quickly like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that just adds an extra layer of protection. Uh, one of the other things we've noticed, too, is with things like Zoom, and like I said, Zoom bombing being a um, big problem for a lot of people. Uh, you have a lot finer control over who's able to join. So if you notice someone's coming into a program, for example, and they're starting to do something a lot similar to those lines, uh, you immediately, just by right-clicking on their name, have full control as an admin over... Uh, you can mute them completely with a server mute. They can't do anything, can't post anything. They can't hear anything. Uh, you can kick them from the channel. So if it's a locked channel like we use with our programming channel, uh, they can't get back in and we can deal with it on a much slower pace at that point. Uh, or you can just straight up just ban them from the server entirely just with one two clicks as easy as that so and then you don't want to sacrifice the rest of the program at that point uh, you can keep mm -hmm. going on you don't have to make a new zoom link or anything because no one can join back at that moment so and I should note we've we've I mean again knock wood but we've yet to have to do anything like that we've never had to kick yeah. anyone from the <laughs> server we've never even had to kick anyone from a program but these are all the insurance policies you want to have in your back pocket in case you know on that one day where something goes wrong Right. That's great. Did you find that, did you have to create rules that, um, like I'm assuming there's kind of standard rules that, that Discord might have that you could use, but were there ones that you think were unique that you had to use as a library? Um, so yeah, they initially, once you create a, um, a swap over from personal server to the, an option which reach 10 members, I think, to create a community server. Um, they give you a rules agreement page, um, an actual dedicated one that shows up like a big pop-up initially when you join. Um, there are some default ones they have in there, but um, we had to change a few of them. Uh, the main thing being more um, 
username based so we thought it was important to for this age group especially to give the users the ability to have their own usernames um mm -hmm. customize them like that but again um because we are representing the company in the sense we had to put in custom rules regarding that saying you know no uh no profanity or uh, offensive jokes or anything like that mm -hmm. um we also wanted to make sure that any of the content that you post, so whether it's a chat message um, or media share, that it is um, fully inclusive and accepting no matter what you put. So nothing that can really be argumentative. So we had to fine tune it for smaller things like that, given that it is a public setting. Mm -hmm. um, but outside of that, no, no, the ones that they have set up initially are um, do a fairly good job. But yeah, just go through, you can delete things at will. It's very, very easy. It's just a simple text box that gets uploaded, so. That's great. And so the people that are using it from your library system, is their account in Discord connected in some way to their library account? So no. oh, not, yeah, so thank you. Uh, not to their library account, no. Um, we do have the settings, um, the safety settings, sorry, and privacy maxed out. So mm -hmm. what that entails is um, they have to have a verified phone number with the account as well as a verified email. So that mm -hmm. way they can't just make multiple accounts and keep joining back, like essentially spamming at that point. So um, in theory, through our linked uh, phone numbers, we thought it'd be fine having that. We could link them to an account f from there if needed. Um, mm -hmm. We also do have a admin um, account that we made. So we use that to collect any information that we might need. So uh, we're working on a um, separate podcast for the teens right now. And with that, we had to collect their email addresses just so we can send them some information and stuff. So we'll use a dedicated um, admin account, which is shared. The credentials are all shared across all staff, so anyone can access it. And then they'll receive that personal information through direct messaging that doesn't get deleted. Hmm. That sounds great. All right. So number two is safety and security features of, uh, of Discord. Sounds very, very thorough. What's number three? Um, number three is is maybe uh, a little more simple and direct. Uh, we were thinking just quality of the audiovisual technology. Mm. Um, so the quality of uh, basically what the client's seeing or hearing um, is very, very good in Discord. And that's, you know, that manifests in a number of ways. One is just the low latency. So we found when we were playing uh, with the teens a number of, you know, games like Jackbox and stuff, there'll be games with timers. Um, and we found that sometimes when we were playing them in Zoom, we'd have three seconds delay on mm -hmm. Matt's screen share of, of the game. And, you know, that, that messes things up. It doesn't sound like much, but it messes up the game. And it, it, it uh, is damaging to the client experience. So um, we, we tried Discord and found the latency is like nil. Like you can't mm -hmm. even, you can't tell. It's incredible how quick it is. Um, there's good... Uh, audio filtering in terms of like trying to filter out background noise now obviously if you have a client who's you know doing some hammering in the background like you're still gonna hear it um, but overall our experience is the sound quality is much better than what you get in zoom and and far better than what you get in teams um, and, and especially for screen sharing yeah yeah and, and the other thing too is um, for the user end as well so going back to that point someone is hammering in the background really loud or maybe your um, your headphones or your speakers are a bit higher tuned than most other people's. Each user has individual control over the volume of someone else. So they can just right click on another user's name and then there's a little volume slider and you can change how loud it is for each individual person. So you can customize it to whatever fits your needs best. That's amazing. I've never seen that before in anything else. 
it's very slick. Not everyone, yeah. not all the users know about it, but if we're having <laughs> okay. a problem, uh, a lot of them figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and also on the, on the server level, sorry, there's also, uh, we've got it set up. So if one of the staff members, one of the staff accounts uh, mashes tilde on their keyboard, it lowers everyone else's volume and raises their volume. So if you're in sort of a raucous program situation um, and you're you're just about to explode because you need to get this important information out to everybody, mm -hmm. uh, you mash that tilde key and, and you're golden. It's like announcer mode kind of thing. It is. It absolutely yep, is. Exactly. That's fabulous. Are you telling me that Discord is going to solve all of my virtual karaoke needs? We're not just telling you that. We are guaranteeing it. <gasps> Well, this is a game changer. <laughs> we just changed the direction of this entire podcast. There you go. <laughs> That's good to know. All right. All right. So the quality of the AV is something that you find different and unique to Discord. I have heard that um, because, you know, there's an option in Slack. And I know this is Slack is like a different use altogether, right? Like yeah. Slack is is boring Office work focused work. and discord yeah. is like fun party time precisely but, um but slack does have the option to integrate more of the the video and the audio calls but you're right the, the quality is not great i might as well just sw switch over to zoom or something yeah um and because you were using zoom initially with your teen programming is that right or are you still we still use it occasionally for some things if we have something where we want a really the most broad possible catchment mm -hmm. um and we maybe are including some people who are, you know, a little less tech savvy, maybe, you know, generalizing, but like if we're including some adults and stuff in the programming, um, like for trivia, where we mm -hmm. might include a broader age group, uh, we might want to use Zoom because people uh, are more familiar with it mm -hmm. outside of the teen right. demo. But right. for the teens, it's almost entirely at this point discord and recently when we when we did trivia in zoom yeah. the most recent one um we we got the group in and it turned out it was only it was only teens it was only ones from our group and they said can we turn off zoom like can we switch to discord and so we all just switched over so when you're in when you're doing something like this because we're looking at each other in zoom right now is this is the view the same in discord like is it the same kind of setup Roughly, everyone has their own individual tile still. Um, okay. It works a little different just because they, it's a big focus on text communications as well still. Mm -hmm. um, so by default, the second someone turns on their camera, your entire view switches to individual chat bubbles like Zoom. So if someone has their camera on, then they'll show up with their camera. If not, it'll just be their uh, profile icon. Mm -hmm. um, from there, if they were to, if someone were to post something or um, start, like say, like a screen share or something, it will kind of minimize that to the corner. But it's a little bubble you can move around, drag to whatever corner you want, or if you double click on it, it'll pull you back to that view. So, um, it, yeah, it works essentially the exact same, but it has kind of the bigger picture in mind with the overall service. I see. And are you seeing? Are you still seeing the text? Like, is there chat? Are you still seeing the other text channels while you're in the video share? Yeah, exactly. So uh, the way it works is you can be in one text channel and one voice channel at a time. Uh, and this same thing goes with the camera as well. So if I were to click on a text channel once the cameras have been turned on, uh, it will minimize the uh, chat to a single chat head in the top corner. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it will swap the camera to whoever's talking uh, like that. And then you can see the entire, um, all the different channels you can visit at that point. So if you wanted to see what's going on in one thing or if you're working in a program, and uh, someone's communicating in a text channel that you need to see, you can just swap between as many as you want at that point while keeping the focus of the video presentation. That's great. One interesting thing we found, though, is that, and this broadly is probably because everybody's tired of being on a camera in a little box all day at school or at work, mm -hmm. um, 
largely largely teens are happy most of our teen clients are happy with just sort of an audio component so mm-hmm. not a lot of folks will turn on their cameras we give them the option obviously um, but most of the time when we're in there we're looking at a, a, a stream like a, mm-hmm. a shared game or a shared something and we're not really looking at each other but if you want it it's there that's right interesting are you doing are you recording any of the meetings in there I don't believe we've recorded anything in Discord, Matt. We're, we're talking about um, there's a bot called Craig that we are just starting to try mm-hmm. um, for actually for a recording podcasts. So for our teen mm-hmm. podcast, we're looking into this Discord bot, uh, but we haven't we haven't honestly tried it yet. Okay, so it would be something like what we're doing right now, recording in Zoom, but it would be through Discord. That's our thought. I, I can't yeah. speak to it much more through, through Craig. I should say right. exactly. Yeah, it'll right. kind of uh, record. Um, in an in individual voice channel, so all the audio um, through that, and then it'll save it as a file and send it to you afterwards. It's hmm. interesting. Sounds cool. All right, so number three was the quality of AV tech and ease of karaoke night programming. That Probably should have been number one. I mean, I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> I'll do some editing and post. Excellent. <laughs> number four, four. yeah, uh, is, is the connection to the client. Um, and that goes in a number of different ways. One of the most uh, obvious is sort of that it's persistent. So when we have, uh, if we have a client join uh, a Zoom event, um, we we have them in the Zoom room, we're chatting, we're doing breakout rooms, whatever we want to do. When we end that Zoom meeting, um, that's gone. Like that connection is gone. Uh, with Discord, because you have to join the server, um, once you join the server, we, you know, theoretically and, and in practice, most of the time have a way to reach back out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we're, when we're pitching new programs, uh, like we have a program coming up tonight, we will send a message to the server with at everyone. And when mm-hmm. you put that at everyone, it's just like in anything else, it's like Slack. It first, it warns you, like you're about to send it to a hundred people. Don't screw this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it sends it to those hundred people. Um, and it's a great way to stay in contact with a self-selected group that's already interested, at least in some of your programs. Right. Um, and you don't have to be messing around with email lists and remembering who joined this program and stuff. Um, it's, it's really fantastic for that, that at everyone feature. Um, and it's also on the flip side, uh, a great way for the clients to get in contact with us. Mm. Um, so if one of the teen clients has a question, just yesterday we had one asking when the next tag meeting was. Um, it's a very good way. They just posted in one of the in the tag text channel, um, and then when I came on to work, I saw it there, uh, and I can reply to it. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to be again. They don't have to be messing around with calling the library and trying to get in touch with someone, um, or uh, with emailing, which is you know a little maybe for some clients feels a little more like work, not something they necessarily want to play around. Right. Yeah. And another thing we noticed, too, on that same uh, point is that there's been times, too, where the teens themselves will actually answer these questions for us. Mm, um, yeah. So it'll be times like they'll message after like six o'clock or something. We've all uh, finished for the day. Um, something about like like on the same line or something involving a program or when is registration open. And I've come in the next day to see that. Yeah, it's already been answered by like several people. So <laughs> that's great. It's, it's very collaborative. Yeah, they're doing the work for you. That's the best um, thing. So in those scenarios when you're at everyoneing, is that um, like do, I'm assuming there's like a, a way to set up notifications. So is it going to the cell phone or the phone number that they originally signed up with or do they have to log in to see that message? 
it's not going to like text their cell phone. It's going to go to, so like if they have the discord app on their phone, um, or if they're them. looking at it on a, on a, on a PC or something, uh, it'll show up with a little, uh, a little, um, it's brighter white. Like it's, gotcha. it's a little, it notifies you. So when you come in in the morning or when you log in in the morning, you're logging into discord separately from any, it's not messaging you somewhere else about it. Yeah, you can set it up so uh, it goes to your email. Like, we mm -hmm. do have it set up so things to the admin account go to our email mm -hmm. um, just to generate another reminder. Right. But, like, as practice, since we use it so much, we just open Discord like you would. It's just another thing. You open Microsoft Teams, you open Outlook, and you open Discord. Right, right. That's great. Okay. So connection to clients was number four. Makes it easy to reach out to large groups and uh and I'm, i guess for everyone to control whether they want to be in the group still or not yeah they can leave at any time of course um yeah. and it's it's simpler than with like our our mass email lists where they mm -hmm. have to email us and say please take me off this and then depending on how busy we are do we get to that that time right. well you know whereas <laughs> this they can uh by themselves opt out and be like okay i came to that one program i'm not interested yeah. uh i'm off okay great all right, what's number five? Number five is that Discord uh, was designed for fun uh, and mm -hmm. not for work. <laughs> so this is something we've sort of hinted at earlier. Um, everyone is on Zoom all the time for work. A lot of the teens are on some sort of video systems and on email all day for school. Um, and it's nice because everything about Discord was created for gaming and for leisure. So it's designed not to be necessarily productive, but to be enjoyable, to be a good user experience in that sense. Um, and, and a lot of the teens are already using um, Discord yep. for mm. whether it be for gaming or just for hanging out with their friends or whatever they want. Um, and so it's it's like it, it, it really for staff as well. It feels nice to not be on Zoom. It feels nice to be somewhere else. Um, in this sort of uh, more enjoyable space, I guess. Right, right. Did you find that mo many of the teens were, were they already on Discord when you started this or what, were you kind of bringing them there? Well, we didn't, we didn't actually like take a survey or anything when we brought it out. Everyone seemed, we didn't have any, like we started with our, our teen advisory group teens and none of them had trouble getting on. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that speaks to suggesting many of them were. Matt, did you have any more insight there? Um, yeah, it was about the same thing. It's I think um, it's become kind of the biggest platform for mainly gaming. So I found that any of the teens that were originally into computer gaming or playing on consoles and stuff, uh, they just knew how to use it immediately because this is what they were using. Right. Um, outside of that, not not too many people. Uh, we had to get a lot of people kind of familiar with how it worked at first, but they mm -hmm. caught on really quickly. The user interface is actually fairly easy to use. It looks really intimidating at first, but once yeah. you realize, like, you just click, le like, left-click on any channel, you'll see what's in it or you'll join. Uh, it becomes really easy then. Interesting. We've had a, we had a, uh, the head of our teens um, was away on mat leave for a year, and so she came back uh, to Discord totally fresh. Um, and it's been, it's been amazing to watch her. Cause like when we first brought her into it, she was a little bit like, what is all this? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> what, what have you this? done to What me? have you done? Where <laughs> the world has changed so much. Um, and now like she's just singing its praises constantly because you just need a little time to get used to it. And then you see all these yep. cool features, all these things that were just designed because 
you know, because Discord saw a need. This was a need that people had um, in terms of uh, sort of fun communication. Right. Um, so have you been using it for anything with <clears throat> the staff? We haven't yet. Um, we we uh, have tossed that back and forth, um, but we haven't done it yet. Right now, it's just for the teens and the clients. Okay. The teens are the lucky ones. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's good to make them feel special. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, I'm also curious in terms of when you, when you started this and you got it all set up, um, did you have to get special permissions or did you have to sell anybody on, on, on pushing this through or was this kind of like a, just do it, beg forgiveness later kind of thing? Oh no, no, no. You wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to do that. I mean, that's going to depend on, depend on your library, depend on the management, but uh, this is a big one, right? This is a yeah, big yep. project. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's not one we'd try to, like, sneak under the radar. So right from the start, um, Matt uh, was reaching out to our – well, Matt, you, you want to talk about this. Sure, I'll shut yeah. up for a minute. No, no, no worries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, at first uh, I knew the big thing that – and every organization is going to have this as their main pro uh, problem – is whether it will have an impact on the IT infrastructure – or be some form of concern or risk to them. Um, so I first brought this whole proposal, wrote up a massive uh, document, just outlining how it, it wouldn't impact anything, it would be safe, ran it by IT. Even our uh, IT head said that it's um, uh, it's completely separate from the actual network. It runs entirely on their own servers. So uh, from their end, it was completely fine. Uh, from there, I just made a simple template server um, just to set up, show them how it worked. Uh, showed management at that point, in which case they uh, loved it. And at that point, we just solely did small test phasing, uh, mainly with our advisory group. And then from there, we branched out and made it a whole bloom thing, which is actually even on our uh, team webpage now. So that's great. So how long would you say that took that whole process to get it up and running? Um, through the approvals and actually having it in a functioning state, I'd say three weeks to a month. Yeah, oh, wow. it, it, it takes a bit of time just because you want to make sure, I'm, in my head at least, I was very <laughs> concerned. I wanted to make sure there's no security issues or because mm. you know, I want everyone to have a positive experience when they join. So to make sure that there's no um, ability for anyone to inject toxicity into the server. So uh, I just went over every small detail, making sure that there's, <laughs> there's no, <laughs> no security breaches available. For sure. Were you able to reach out? Did you find any other libraries that are doing similar programming? Um, yeah, I don't want to, I, I don't necessarily want to name them, but okay. there's another Durham. I, I just, I don't know because I don't have their permission. <laughs> no, they're, they're using it. They're using it in, in sort of a different way from us. So we've, ours is designed to have the maximum accessibility in the sense of making it easy to get in. Um, and theirs, their sort of their management, I think has sort of a different view on it. And so theirs is designed more for uh, maximum security. So mm. they have it set up so, you know, you need to do like a little a little uh, video chat with one of the staff before you can get on. You need to have your real name in your uh, name on the server. Um, there's a number there's a number of features they have. And it's just a, a sort of a difference of philosophy. So our mm -hmm. our management was very much um, wanting to. It, we've been very lucky. They wanted to, us to do it and try it and get it out there. And if it doesn't work, we'll we'll try something else. Um, Whereas this other library has opted more for like a, a security focused approach, which certainly I'm not I'm not criticizing that. Like it's 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 certainly is there's a lot to be said for caution. Mm -hmm. um, and as I understand it, it's worked pretty well for them that way as well. Mm -hmm. um, so you can you can take different, you know, depending on 
um, how how ambitious you're feeling, depending on how fast you want to do it, and, and very much depending on what your library management is comfortable with. Uh, right. You can do it in different ways. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but you know, I, have, I appreciate that, you know, three weeks does not sound like a lot of time when you think about how long it takes some libraries to, to push things like this through and get the programming up. Um, but the fact that you were doing it with a small group that you already knew, I, I imagine that, that came into play as well, because it was, you know, not necessarily a trial, but it was a good kind of focus group situation. We had a group that was willing to go with us and willing to uh, tolerate little foibles and mistakes <laughs> and stuff as we went, and and they chirped us. I mean, they they gave us they gave us some uh, when we'd screw things up, we'd hear about it. But they were very much willing to be very forgiving, and and that made it a great experience for from from our end. What's the most fun you've had using Discord so far? Oh boy, there's uh, a lot. Of, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, yeah, honestly, Matt, you I, I'd, go first? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say the program we had last week with the um, murder mystery escape room uh, mm. program we did, just because, uh, like Bray was saying earlier, we created various voice channels that are private locked off so anyone who wasn't in the program couldn't join disrupt it uh and then we we're able to branch them off into separate groups very easily and just from there we kind of peeked in every so often we created um uh hints that we drop in here or there just by dropping them in text channels uh, and then since they're also sharing the screens with each other uh we were able to just hover over and see kind of what they're all looking at and they're all watching each other's screens trying to see if they could piece certain puzzles together and yes. figure things out and that was oh. really cool to watch yeah yeah that was absolutely That's that fun. was that was going to be my answer as well actually maybe it's recency bias but that one Could be. Was just great. <laughs> <clears throat> and you said you're doing something tonight which is all, which is a gaming focus yeah yeah, yeah, so that's doing... uh, oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, Matt, you you run this one. This is your this is your baby too. All right, I'll take it. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we're doing a gaming tournament. We're doing uh every mo every month or every other month. Wow. Um, and yeah, so we advertise the heck out of it. It's it's kind of a big thing. Uh, we have a lot of feedback from it. A lot of big interest. Uh, we also see that was gonna be my backup too. Um to one of our biggest moments too was i remember for the past few ones uh if i were to go check on the server hours before the program even happened we'd see a bunch of teens hanging out in the various chat channels just playing oh. together like even listening to music there's a music bot that's set up too so you enter you just type uh, exclamation mark play and then search anything and it'll search youtube for any audio and start playing it so that was really cool to see it made my it made my heart feel good so yeah i love that what's the um in their gaming tournament what's the game is there a game it's yes. uh, Rocket League tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rocket League. Good times. Cars playing soccer. Is that right? That's it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Love it's, it. It's, we've, we've, we've tried to select games that are like cross-platform to get the broadest possible audience. Yeah. Very challenging, but Rocket League's yeah. one we go back to several mm -hmm. times. That's super fun. I mean, I think, you know, I have a an eight-year-old and I am always worrying about, you know, her mental health and the connections she has to other kids and the kids in her class and whatnot, or the community even. I think something like this where you're helping the teens in your community come together in whatever way, whether it's just like chilling and listening to music or, you know, playing games. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing for your community. So congrats. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Um, that, that's our top five list. Anything else you wanted to say about discord? Um, the uh, main thing I say is, you know, if, if you're thinking about it or if your organization's thinking about it, give it a shot, even if it's just a prototype template server. Uh, just try it out at least once. You'll immediately see the benefits. I can guarantee it. That's awesome. 
And you're not being paid by Discord, just to be clear. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> but we do have we do have enemies in the Zoom Corporation, so <laughs> we're about to be shut down any second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll hear it. <laughs> I should say though that Discord is a free platform. Also, we didn't mention that, but um, very important. From what I can tell, I mean, is are there is there a certain level you get to where you do have to pay for something? It's all completely optional. Um, it it's non the non-factor really honestly it's mm. the only difference i can tell is you can live stream your computer at uh 60 fps over 30 which you know would be at that point um <laughs> but yeah no it's completely optional has never interfered once with anything yeah it's we're not we're not paying a thing for it it's fantastic yeah. i mean that's what libraries love to hear yes exactly yes that's great all right. Well, thank you so much. That is all the time that we have for today. But thank you so much, Brady and Matt, for walking us through Discord. I definitely learned a lot. And hey, look at that. My itch is going away. Perfect. <laughs> thank you. We hope that you enjoyed this chapter of Library Land Loves. Please consult the show notes for our contact information and feel free to leave us a